raise up godly missiles you send against the gates of hell. That they say, Dad, Mom, I want to enter into your warfare. And they begin to confront the enemy that your parents have been fighting at the gate. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas, Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. God designed the home to be a place of safety and blessing. And that is why it's under attack. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thanks for joining us this time. Today, we're continuing the brand new series, Family Matters. You know, God created three institutions on the earth, the home, the government, and the church. But the home was the first institution God created before the fall of man. It was designed to be a place of blessing, safety, encouragement, and character building. God intended that the home would be the training ground in which the future leaders of society would be formed and sent out. So no wonder the home is under attack by Satan in our day like never before, and particularly Christian homes. So let's begin our series on family matters with a look at God's original plan for the home and for marriage. I believe this message is going to really be an eye-opening blessing for you. So let's get right to part two of the message, The Home Under Attack. I believe this is why a man longs for a woman to be at his side, next to him, beside him, with him in his work. Because there's something primal in a man, something primal, something way down. He says, I I want a woman next to me. I want a woman laboring with me. I want a woman to share life with. There's something in a man that is there. And I believe it goes all the way back to this intimate thing that God did. He took and he made the woman out of the river. That's not demeaning to the woman. That is showing how close he intended them to be. So what Adam says next makes total sense. It says, therefore. Now, anytime you see a therefore, you need to see what it's there for. Because the word therefore is a connecting word. It means whatever was just said, I'm going to comment on it. So in light of what was just said about the woman coming from the rib of the man, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Therefore, since God made Ish and Isha, then therefore his plan was that the day would come that the man would leave father and mother and be joined to the woman and they would become one flesh because she came from him. God created man and woman to be joined together in his presence and to become one flesh in marriage that they would cleave, 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 cleave to one another. God brought the woman to Adam and said, here she is. And I'll tell you, woman came from when he saw her, he said, whoa, man. Come on, man. Come on. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's free. That's from the revised Wickwire slanted amplified version. 
But now follow. He said, here's God's plan for what he made. His plan is a man would leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and they would cleave to one another. That word cleave is so strong. It means to bind together. It literally means to glue together, to be glued together, to be glued together. It's deep intimacy, deep commitment. God's design for marriage was the contracted union between two people who become one entity, one flesh. It is the only time in life when one plus one equals one. I marry people a lot. And when I have them in the altar, I have two people who walk into that building that day, two separate individuals. But when they say, I do, the two become one. And something very, very powerful happens. A knitting, a binding, a cleaving, where the two souls become one. And God did this. God did this. Now, I got to say something about a great delusion and a lie that has been pushed by our culture. This whole notion of same-sex marriage, can I just deal with it from the Bible? Because if the Bible talks about it, I'll talk about it. If the Bible doesn't talk about it, I'm not going to talk about it. Since the Bible talks about it, I'm going to talk about it. Okay, so here we go. And I say this in love. I'm not pointing a finger to somebody or talking down to anybody because I too, when I was lost, got into many deceptions and I needed God to deliver me. And this is just a deception. I'm not attacking anybody. You can't call me a homophobe or a hater when I go into this because A, phobe, if you want to get technical, comes from the Greek word phobia, That means a dreaded fear. And I don't have a dreaded fear of homosexuals or lesbians at all. I can love them. So there. (laughs) And you can't call me a hater because I don't hate anybody. I don't hate anybody. Because I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. By the grace of God, I stand. And that's all. So having said that, let me tell you the truth from the Bible. This whole thing of same-sex marriage is a perversion of God's plan. Perversion means, here's Webster's, the alteration of something from its original purpose to a distortion or a corruption of what was first intended. Let me just cut that in half. Perversion is a distortion or a corruption of what was first intended. Well, what was intended? We know from Genesis what was intended. Ish. And Isha were called to be married, to become one. God never designed Ish to marry Ish or Isha to marry Isha. If that would have been the better deal, that's what God would have created. But that is not what God created. In the beginning, there was an Ish and there was an Isha, and God brought Ish and Isha together. Now, you know why it's so quiet in here? Because many of you are struggling with this. You have been so bombarded with the cultural message and the cultural lie that if you don't accept this, you're a homophobe or a hater or a bigot or narrow-minded or whatever other adjectives they want to pin to you. And I tell you that that is just bunk because here's the real deal. The Bible couldn't be more clear. Now, you can go with the culture if you want to, but you will end up in confusion and you will end up wounded and you will end up in pain. If you go with the word of God, like Joshua said, as for me and my house, 
We will serve the Lord. I have to take my stand on what Scripture clearly says. And listen, I got somebody real impressive with me in this, and his name is Jesus. Now watch this. In Matthew's Gospel, we have the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ on the subject of marriage. And Jesus was asked about the grounds for divorce. And his response totally affirms what I just said to you. He quoted Moses. He answered and said, Have you not read that he who created them from the very beginning made them ish and isha, male and female? You see what Jesus is doing here? He's saying marriage is for the two genders. That's what he's saying right here. I'm reading it to you in black and white. Actually, it's in the red because this is the red ink. Jesus said this. He said it. Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female in the beginning? That was God's original plan for what he made. And said, for this reason, what reason? That you have an ish and an isha. And for that reason, it is God's plan that they come together in holy matrimony. That a man shall leave for that reason. A man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. So clearly, ladies and gentlemen, God's divine order, going back to the beginning, his perfect purpose and plan according to Moses and according to Jesus. Moses' Old Testament, Jesus' New Testament, was that a man, Ish, and a woman, Isha, would one day leave their parents and cleave to one another. That's it. So we're tracking God's plan now. Here's God's plan. He makes Ish and he makes Isha. And then he says, the reason I made the two of you is so that you can come together in marriage. But he doesn't stop there. He says, there is a reason I'm bringing you together in marriage. Not just so you can love one another and walk through life together and do life together. But I have another plan, and that is family. Family. Because it leads to family. God next said in the very next verse, he said, now here's my plan for you, Ish and Isha. Here's my plan. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Now watch the order here. Be fruitful and multiply. Have kids. Fill the earth. Have a bunch of kids. Fill the earth, have a bunch of families. In other words, may families flourish. And then subdue the earth. Notice the order. Come together, have children, families spreading over the earth. And as those who are in God's divine order are married and have children, then is when the earth is subdued by those people. So there's no subduing until there is first a family. God has a plan for the family. It is through the family, righteousness, and the subduing of the earth under the lordship of Jesus happens from this union between a man and a woman or to come children. Listen to what the psalmist said about children. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Now that word heritage is inheritance. Children are an inheritance from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. God is saying, your children will be a blessing until they hit 13. Now, when they get 13, I have a plan. Build a wooden box, put it out back, and drill a hole in it, and put them in it. And when they turn 16, plug up the hole. That's free. 
I see some people in here that are about to have children. God bless you. May much grace be upon you when they hit 13. Because when they hit 13, another being altogether arrives at the house. But we'll talk about that another day. But watch this now. Here's God's plan. The children resulting from the cleaving marital covenant between a man and a woman are an inheritance from the Lord. And they are a reward, a blessing from his hand. But he doesn't stop there. Two verses later, he tells us something most people don't catch. But you've got to catch this. You're going to get it today. The purpose of children is not just to be a reward. But the purpose of children is that they would also end up standing with the parents in spiritual warfare. Say, so where do you get that, Jeff? I'm going to read it to you. Psalms 127.5. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them, lots of children. They shall not be ashamed. Watch this. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall. Who's they? It is the children. They shall speak with their, who's the their? The parents. The, the former generation. They shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Let me put it another way. They will confront the enemy, your enemy, in the day of conflict. Let me put it another way. One generation hands the baton off to another generation. And I'm talking about the ones that are handing the baton off are people that are walking with the Lord, honoring God, seeking his face, and they are getting older And they have raised up children, and they're saying, now, you know what we love, you know what we hate. You know what our values are. You know our God. You know our Jesus. You know that we have glorified him. Now, son, now, daughter, here's the baton. Go confront the enemy at the gate. Man, this is good. I hope you're getting this. Because when God commanded the first couple to be fruitful and multiply, he said, then you will govern the earth, showing that the advancement of God's kingdom comes after there has been a holy union producing children. The psalmist places the children of godly parents at the gate of the city driving back the enemy. Now, you need to understand, in Old Testament times, here's what it's talking about. When an enemy wanted to take a city, they knew we've got to penetrate the gate. We've got to get through the gates. We can't just go scaling the walls. We've got to get through the gates. So they would attack. They would put their main forces attacking the entrance, the gates to the city. And they would strike it and push against it, knowing that once we get through the gates, we can conquer the city and subdue it. Now, here's what it's saying. Children that are raised by parents that are seeking God. Now, let me show you the way your marriage ought to be. Here's a triangle like this. Top is the top of the triangle coming down and then like this. Now you have the two married people, Ish and Isha, at the bottom of the triangle. As they seek, and Jesus is at the top, as they seek Jesus together, they grow closer until finally they have gone up in their walk with God and in their spiritual maturity and they've both together gotten closer to each other as they have tried to get closer to him. That's God's plan for every marriage. See, and if you don't seek God together, then what happens is the opposite. You go this way, 
And not only do you get far from him up here, but the further you get from him up here, the further you are from each other. Jesus is the glue that holds you together. He's a third party in every marriage. He's a third party. So the idea is, as these parents are seeking God and they're having children, that these children are not just learning about salvation, but they're learning the values of Christianity, purity, holiness, obeying the word of God, putting him first, living for him, dying to yourself, all the values that come with Christianity. They're learning them. And the day comes when these children grow up. And you know what they do? They begin to confront the enemy at the gate. Man, oh man, you've got the children. I'm about to preach here today. This has got me worked up. I'm more worked up right now than I was the first two. I want you to know something today. This is God's plan. His plan is that you raise up godly missiles you send against the gates of hell. That they say, dad, mom, I got it. I got your values. I got your burden. I want to enter into your warfare. And they begin to confront the enemy that your parents have been fighting at the gate. You're not coming into this city. You're not going to take this nation. You're not going to take this church. You're not going to take this home. You're not going to do it. I'm here to confront you. They shall speak with the enemy at the gate. That's the purpose of family. And guess what? As that happens, the earth begins to get subdued. The earth begins to get subdued. The enemy is shut down here. The enemy is shut down there. Because now we've got generations coming up under us who have the same burden mom and dad had, and they're carrying the same baton, and they're in the same good fight. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You're saying, Jeff, wow, you're making me feel bad because I thought that I was doing everything right, and my kids aren't talking to anybody at the gate. My kids have gone off. I've lost my kids. I have a word for you. Listen carefully to me. The seed that you have sown in them is greater than anything the enemy can throw at them long term. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, when he is older, he will not depart from it. They may be a prodigal today, but the prodigal one day woke up and said, what in the world am I doing? What in the world am I doing? Now, see, if that prodigal had not had a memory of the father's house, he wouldn't have had anything to return to. But he had a memory because of the seed that was sown in him when he was young. He said, what am I doing? Eating pig's food, living out here in pig slop, messing around in pig mud. I had it so much better in my father's house. I believe I'm going to go home. And he got up and he went home. Because he had a memory. How many of you have heard me today? Now I want you to say with me together, can we? God created the two genders. Male and female. Second, to come together in a cleaving marital union to produce children who carry on the good fight. That's God's plan for the family. So those of you whose kids are out there, be real transparent with you. I lost my son for years to drugs. And it almost killed me. And Kathy and I, 
oh, we just wept. It just broke our hearts. Um, and I couldn't understand it because I'd prayed over him, spoken the word over him. I'd always been there for all the games. And yet he went off into the darkness for a while. I was so disillusioned, not with the blood and my salvation. That I never doubted. But I was so disillusioned with what I had learned about raising a family Then I went home. I got all of my Christian family books. I threw them into a box, and I took them to a dumpster and threw them away. I said, well, Jeff, you were mad. I said, no, I wasn't. Well, yeah, I was. I was a little mad, but I was disillusioned. I didn't understand that God never promised everything would go exactly the way you had hoped. What he did promise is, If you sow that seed in them, it's going to prevail. And about 15 long years ago, Jeremy had a turning point. That's why I call the church turning point. And he came back. And now he hadn't touched anything. He's totally free. He's been free for 15 years. Totally. But here's the deal. Now... He has a little forum on the internet where he debates atheists. He'll call me, Dad, I haven't heard this one yet. What do you think? And I'll say, here's what I think. He'll go, okay, see ya. And he'll go back. He's confronting the enemy at the gate. That's what he's doing. Okay? And my little Julia, who was here in the second service, is going off to the mission field. She has a heart for children. I know, I'm afraid, I'm going to lose her to the mission field. But she has a heart like her mother had. So now I'm watching my children after all these years speaking to the enemy at the gate. See? That's the plan of God. Well, isn't it amazing how clear things become when we turn to the Bible for understanding on how and why God created marriage and the home? How I wish I could share this message with our government and other leaders in key positions. But the good news is, this message has gone out to the entire nation via radio. Life Talk can now be heard on over 500 stations in every state in the Union. We're doing all we can to bring the truth of God's Word to our torn and very divided country. And you can help us do that. Just go to our website at lifetalkradio.us. That's lifetalkradio.us. There you can access our many helpful resources made available just for you, our Life Talk listeners. And join me next time as I continue the Family Matters series with a message on Your Home's Atmosphere. Until then, I pray God's rich blessings be yours. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff Wickwire of Turning Point Church and host of Life Talk Radio program. You know, one of the most valuable things I ever did for my ministry was getting my degree. And that's exactly why we launched Reach Bible College and Seminary at Turning Point Church. Whether you've been in ministry for years or just getting started, Reach Bible College and Seminary will help you reach your goals. 
Our affordable bachelor and master degree programs are designed to incorporate practical ministry alongside a sound theological education. So why wait until you finish your education before starting your ministry? For more information, visit us online at reachdfw.org. That's reachdfw.org. You can apply online and enroll for our next semester. That's reachdfw.org. So step out and be empowered in your ministry today. Home Under Attack is the first message of Pastor Jeff's new series, Family Matters. You can own a copy of this three-CD set for just $15 plus shipping. Log on to LifeTalkRadio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Family Matters, for only $15 plus shipping by logging on to LifeTalkRadio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener supported ministry. We exist to bring God's word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.